welcome to Drinks with the Doll, episode 69. Annie, here's your Docubus sex. Listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. And this week, this week, we are talking about sex scenes because it's episode 69, and we couldn't not talk about sex scenes in episode 69. I believe we did get a specific request from someone to do this, right? No, actually what happened was we got a request from somebody for us to not do an episode 69, to treat it like a holy number. <laughs> really? I thought it was a suggestion. Oh, was that what it was? To do? I, I, you know, I, I get where they're coming from, but that's hard to like indicate. People would probably just be like, why'd you just skip episode 69? And it's it's always better if you keep your numbering simple. So instead of doing that, we are we are d- going to talk about our favorite sex scenes instead for episode 69. So as you can probably guess, there's going to be some fairly adult content in this episode, probably even more than usual. So if you are are listening to this around people who might be sensitive to such things, wait till later or put in your earbuds. What Stephanie is trying to say is caution perving ahead. <laughs> exactly. And I really am going to try to let out my inner Annie in this episode. Yes. <laughs> I was like typing out my notes. I'm like, I'm being all anal- analytical about this. I-, I can do that some, but perv, perv, Stephanie, perv. Um, <laughs> perv like the wind. <laughs> so that's my goal. That's my goal. And we're going to do these chronologically, so they're not in order of preference, but they're they're just qu- chronological. So the first one I think is is one of mine, and it's the the sex scene at the very end of episode one hundred and two, where there's a will, there's a fay, and it's the the sex scene between Bo and Dyson. And this is the first time Bo has had sex with somebody and thought she it, it was pretty sure she wasn't going to kill them, but at the same time she still is really worried about that, and but she's trying to like hide the fact that she's uneasy and she's making like these doctor jokes and things like that and but dyson just has like this really perfect kind of seriousness and sensitivity in response to Bo being really nervous and i think it's just like a really sweet but also very sexy scene between the two of them and of course it has great music playing because almost all of them do and it's a song by by bat for lashes called trophy it's a great song and I just, I think that the, you know, the, the chemistry is there between Anna and Chris. And I really like the very subtle special effect that where we see the chi transferring between their mouths. And I just think it's a really well done scene. I think the acting is really good and it, it's, it sets the tone, I think, for the sex scenes of the episodes or the sex scenes of the series really being about the characters and what it's conveying about the characters and not just the sexiness, even though this is a really sexy scene. And I agree with you, Stephanie. I think it is very sweet and it's very sexy. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about it. But yes, I think you hit the nail on the head, so to speak. I think if Chris has a doesn't have a lot to say about it, I might have less to say about it because I have to ask about it and go. Is that the one where it just fades out at the end for the end yes. credits? Okay, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I remembered the right one. I mean, yeah, I do remember the tone of it where it is very. You know, Dyson's really reassuring her, and it is a very sweet scene. So, I, again, I like that side of Dyson, where he's, you know... And we do have to remember, yeah, Bo is like, okay, I'm not going to kill this guy and wake up to another dead lover, so... I did really like the early stages of their relationship. It was It was nice. Yeah. So then, my, my second favorite sex scene, chronologically... This actually might be my favorite sex scene of the series thus far. <gasps> is the three... <laughs> <laughs> And he's just so offended right now. That's a horrified gasp, not like a sexy gasp, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for Why clarifying. Why would anybody think it was a sexy gasp? I don't know. I just, I had to clarify. <laughs> and I'm talking about that Annie is so horrified by. I don't know why. The the threesome between <laughs> Bo, Samir, and Olivia in Fatal Attraction. It's because there's no Lauren in it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. but it's like out of all the scenes, that's the one you pick. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, but you have to remind me about it because I literally did not I don't remember that scene. I'm all, I know I there's don't a understand how you don't remember this. I, I I haven't watched like I said I binge watched and I haven't watched season 1 in a while besides Vexed and Food for Thought. We all know why. Yeah, I know. And 
you know, it's a fey, 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 fey world. I, I watch those three a lot, but I, I forget about some of the others because there's no Lauren. <laughs> Proceed, Stephanie, please. Well, I just think this scene is really well done. Like, I kind of thought in watching the the, the episode to be good with, I kind of thought they would have Bo take Samir and Olivia back to her apartment and it would just kind of be the end of it we wouldn't really see anything but no you know we get a very sexy sequence of them like kissing and undressing each other and it's just really well edited again the music is really good it's boys want to be here by peaches that is playing in this scene Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a little on the nose but it totally works (laughs) it's a it's it it is pretty on the nose because there's this lyric about how uh it's like smoking Paul Malt, close call, stand tall. And when they say close call, it's you kind of they cut away just before like the actress who played Olivia would have turned and you might have seen some nipple. So it's almost like they <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like they are kind of pointing out the fact like, oh, you got a good shot of side boob there, which there is a really good side boob shot in that scene. <laughs> No Lauren's side boob. I'm so Again, calling you what? nipple watch. <laughs> There's a black hole in my memory here. <laughs> and he's paying attention now. Yeah. He said the magic words. But I think my it's boob, great because we, we really see Bo in this scene, I think, like coming to appreciate her succubusness, right? Because yeah. she has had her kind of couple of encounters with Dyson. It's like, okay, I can have sex with Faye and I don't kill them. Woohoo. And now she's like just really going for it. It's it's like she I'm using this phrase very intentionally. You know, she just takes a big bite out of this couple and just has a great time. <laughs> I was going to make a crack about a sexual buffet, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't know. That's terrible, Chris. Why did I say it? But and and to get more analytical, like there's just so many things I think they do really well with this scene. It's even though it's it's a, a threesome between two women and a man. I like that they very clearly make Bo the middle of it instead of Samir. Mm-hmm. And right. I I think that the fact that it's not used to like make Bo feel ashamed, like she wakes up the next morning, she's like, I'm feeling great, you know. <laughs> that was a good decision in my life, and I'm not burdened by it at all. I just yeah. It's, it's, I think, really well used. And then, of course, we have Kenzie's hilarious reaction to the commotion upstairs and, like, dust falling into her cereal that I really enjoy. <laughs> I do love that shot. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, how often do you see a scene like this where it isn't gross? <laughs> right. Right. And it's it's the show really taking pride in, yes, this is a bisexual character and we're not going to do any, you know, slut shaming, as we talked about in an early episode of drinks at the doll and it just it is what it is it's Bo taking pride in her herself and her abilities and it's the show really establishing who Bo is on this level that she needs to feed and survive and there's that great shot of Bo just like jumping on top of them yeah (laughs) that one I remember which is how they end the scene I believe yeah she needs to do that with Lauren more often (laughs) (laughs) so then my next one is Bo and Dyson in the doll in Dead Lucky, they have they have two sex scenes, sexy scenes in that episode, one in the beginning and then one later in the doll. And I'm kind of whatever about the actual kissing. And though I do find it funny when Bo just kind of like jumps on top of of Dyson. But the thing that I really actually like is where we cut to Kenzie and Hale sitting at the bar making small talk while we hear this like ridiculously loud thumping going on. I do like that part of the scene. I think that is also my favorite part of that scene. Right. And then, of course, I love when Trick strolls out like, did my troll get out with his baseball bat? (laughs) So I like that. I mostly like that that one because I find it very funny. Again, Annie is scratching her head going, I don't remember this scene very well. It needs a (laughs) rewatch. I know that did my troll get out, but anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for comedy. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, sort of a, an adjacent scene, a, a complimentary scene of the uh, comedic reaction to whatever's going on. As as with the previous scene where we talk about the ceiling falling into Kenzie's cereal. Right. Poor Kenzie has to put up with a lot. <laughs> she needs some really good headphones. She does. Hopefully yes. she has. Noise canceling. Exactly. The noise canceling kind. The next, the next one we were going to talk about was was Bo and Dyson in Vex. But since I've been talking a lot, how about how about you, Chris? Because I know you also really appreciate this scene. So what what do you like about this scene? The thing about this scene, it's just it's so fraught. You know, there's it's tense. It's so so tense because Bo shows up. She's injured. 
she really, for all intents and purposes, she needs this, like, biologically to heal. But their relationship is all complicated at this point, and so it's all angsty. <laughs> so, man, if you like a little angst in your sex scenes, this this is the scene for you, right? And we've talked we talked about recently. We did an episode on vexed on episode sixty one. We talked about vexed, so we did talk about this the sex scene fairly recently. I don't want to be too repetitive, but it's just it's so well shot and really beautiful. And it is, I think and there's the- like crazy sort of uh, you know. I remember watching this the first time and my eyes just kind of going wide because, you know, there are a couple of shots in there that are not what you would normally see on television, you know, aside from a premium channel, (laughs) let's say. I think this is, if not the raciest, one of the raciest sex scenes that they've done on the show. Would you say that's fair? I think it's up there, yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, it's the most naked. Yeah. It is very naked, yes. Because we get, we get... We get bum shots. We get from both Anna and and Chris in this scene, and, and everybody's I, stripped. <laughs> <laughs> and and I too, I remember like being really wide eyed at some of the content, and in particular the the shot where Dyson is kneeling and he's pulling down Bo's underwear. I was like, oh my! <laughs> I had that same reaction. Yes. <laughs> And then Bo does this thing in the sequence that I really love when she does. She only does it to Dyson. I'm waiting to see if she does it to anybody else where she, she like grabs the front of his, the waist of his jeans and like pulls him toward her that I find really sexy. That was really, really sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Please do that <laughs> more. Oh Anna, Anna Silk, please do that more. <laughs> Need to rewatch in detail. Okay. <laughs> I just, well, I, I love the aggressiveness of the scene, how they just pick each other up, and now Dyson picks Bo up and just has her against the wall, and it's, it was like, oh, this is not a gentle scene. But, you know, it's like perfectly in time with the music, which is... Sour which Cherry is, by yeah, The Kills. Sour Cherry. My, yeah, again, my word for the scene is always um, very feral. But yeah, I, I pretty much went, oh my, through the entire scene. Mentally. <laughs> not so much out loud. <laughs> Meanwhile, Annie's going, oh, sh, no, sh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't say, oh, my, I'm not as genteel as Chris and, <laughs> and uh, Stephanie. So I tend to swear a bit more when I'm watching my sex scenes. Really? No. <laughs> I'm shocked. Well, I'm not shocked and at I, all. And I think, I think pairing this sex scene in the same episode as the Bo and Lauren sex scene, it makes me appreciate both of them more. Yeah. Because we really mm-hmm. see the contrast and both like the, the types of sexuality that they're going to show on the show. They, you know, they will go more sort of casual, more aggressive, but we will, but they also will do more tender and intimate as well. And, and so I, I like that we see the contrast. I love that we see that they're used so well to convey the relationships between the characters. And especially, I love what they kind of show us about Bo in this episode, because we see her basically just use Dyson for healing in the beginning. At the same time, though, we're with her when she, like, lashes out at Lauren for not revealing all of her motives for sleeping with Bo in this episode. So it's just, like, I really like the complexities that these these two sex scenes put kind of next to each other really bring out about the characters. I want to say there's an interview with Emily Andrus. I want to say it was Emily, where she was talking about the purpose of the sex scenes in the series and talking about how, you know, it isn't just one kind of sex scene or, you know, there isn't just one type of sex scene or, you know, there are the various reasons for them and that sort of thing. Is this ringing a bell with anybody else? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have a vague idea, but I couldn't name the interview for you if that's what you're looking for. I couldn't either. So I know we've gotten to a sex scene that Annie likes. So come on, Annie. <laughs> why Why do you like the sex scene between Bo and Lauren in Vexed? Because it's slow and pretty. Um, no. Um, <laughs> I, I like the build-up. I just, it's so, it, it does, as you mentioned, have really good acting in it. But I'm like, oh, yeah, to me the good acting is, oh yeah, they really nailed that rolling around and, you know. <laughs> kissing i mean seriously that's good acting it's hard to film a sex scene i'll bet with 10 crew members around you or 30 and you're like okay cut plunge do you know from personal experience Annie? oh no i'm just imagining because <laughs> that's where my pervy mind goes i like the vex sex scene because you do have the dialogue between lauren and Bo, and 
And she takes off the necklace and says, nobody owns you. And again, it's a plot point in the whole scene where it's not just, these aren't just meaningless scenes. I don't think I've ever seen a sh- another show where the sex scenes are so um, intertwined in the plot and have such meaning. But then again, I don't think I've seen another show that has quite so many sex scenes that I've enjoyed so much. So, <laughs> Or a series where it's so relevant to the plot, yes, the uh, yes. sexuality of the characters. And, you know, all the arm and hair porn is just beautiful. And apparently um, Canadian sex scenes in this show are more well-lit than U.S. sex scenes. So, yes, I'm all for seeing everything. (laughs) (laughs) More light, the better. Well, I do think the lighting is really beautiful in this scene. It's this, like, it's the lovely golden lighting that they do use a lot in particularly Bo and Lauren's sex scenes in the clubhouse. But but here I feel like it's especially beautiful, the way that they, they lit the scene. And I think the acting is just really top-notch because not I, because Zoe Palmer really didn't know what they, where they were going to take Lauren's character in the show. And so she, ha- she has said in interviews that she, she had to kind of play it a little more ambiguous than maybe she would have otherwise. And the thing that I find really fascinating about this scene is when you go back, when you rewatch, knowing that, you know, she had a girlfriend in a coma, knowing these things about her, there's still some, like, extra levels and layers to the acting in the scene that work. Like, the fact that they brought in this backstory doesn't make what we see here not fit, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, yeah, I really think the acting for both Zoe and Anna in the scene is really good. Well, yeah, it's like you can see how Lauren, her attraction to Bo and how she's attracted to her because she it's not just because she's a succubus or she's affecting her physically, but it's because she represents everything that she wants is to buck the system and to maybe leave this world. Yeah, they really did, I think, emphasize the romanticism of this scene. Again, sort of in contrast to the scene with Bo and Dyson at the beginning and... uh I think somebody mentioned it already, the the part where Bo, you know, pulls Lauren's necklace off and says, nobody owns you. And I really like that. I think it's really nice, especially given how possessive language seems to be pretty common in love scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, you're mine and all this sort of thing. And anyway, so it's sort of a nice counterpoint to that, that it is, again, sort of emphasizing the theme of the show. The next one I I wanted to bring up was, it's actually a dream sequence in Scream a Little Dream, where we see a sexy scene between Bo and Dyson in the shower. And I'm kind of a sucker for this scene because I really love the song that's playing. It's it's a song called Villain by the Duke Spirit. But it's just a really sexy scene. Until, of course, it turns all like scary and horrible at the end when Tyson rips her heart out. That's unfortunate. But up to the nails, your nails are so sharp line, it's a really sexy scene. I agree. It's super, super sexy. And which, of course, is like all the better to fake us out with. Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah, I do remember this scene. Yay. Points for me. <laughs> yes. I love the lighting in this scene. It's not like the golden lit scene like we're talking about previously with Vexed, where it's it's at night and more dark and mysterious. But I love how she opens the shower curtain and he's like, well, pipes are broken in my place. So it's all very virile, manly wolf Dyson and, you know, so. <laughs> and like, how how sexy is Chris Holden Reed when he like puts his arms exactly, up on the, yeah. on, the shower, on the shower curtain yeah. rod? Yeah. yeah. And mm. it's like, how many guys just show up and go, oh, the pipes are broken. I'm in your shower, by the way. Never mind popping in at any time but um so you're saying we should have known that it was a dream sequence i I guess but maybe you know i mean a the clubhouse isn't secure or maybe bo gave him a key or something that hadn't been i was making a joke annie okay okay (laughs) see so bo and lauren in it's better to burn out than fade away this is this is their second sexy time scene and i like that it's so different from their first sexy time scene it is, because we, as we talked about, the first one really sort of highlights the romanticism of the whole thing, and this one's a little more, you know, urgent. You think? <laughs> yes, that's why I said so. <laughs> I love how the show shows uh, that it's not just, I think you mentioned this uh, in an earlier episode, Stephanie, where it's not just, oh, the heterosexual couple, they're going to have the 
you know, more feral, rougher, sexy scenes than the lesbian couple. They're just going to have the gentle sex scenes. You know, it shows that it can be both. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman or a woman and a woman. They can have different types of scenes that are, you know, more amped up and more more aggressive. So I like seeing this between Lauren and Bo. I mean, I really like seeing this between Lauren and Bo because... <laughs> One of the most watched two minutes and whatever, two, I think two minutes and something seconds that How I do you watch. not know the exact I know, second I, count, I am Annie. failing. I fail, fail. This document's fail. But, you know, Bo grabbing Lauren by her thighs. The thighs. And I always wish, though, that that shot was not a long shot and that it was more close up because I need it to be closer. So. <laughs> it, it, I just do. Everything else is, you know, medium shot, medium shot, you know, uh, Bo. You know, them peeling off their ten layers of tank tops and then Bo, you know, <laughs> kicked to peeling off the jeans to long shots, pulling her back by the thighs. And I'm like, dude, what happened to my freaking close up? <laughs> I do think it's very sexy when she does that. I don't particularly need to be closer, though. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> and he does. And he does. Oh, dear. Uh, I, I do find it interesting, though, that... Uh, when they're like peeling off the camisoles, they don't do it in the direction that you'd think they would. Yeah, I know. So like, that just seems uncomfortable to me. Well, I'm like, that's really not an end solution, right? It's exactly. Not, they're going to have well, to deal with them again later. It's for camera, you know? And then it, I'm like, why are they wearing so many damn layers? Aren't they hot? It's cooler in Toronto, though. Oh, that's true. But it's just like 10 <laughs> camisoles and then a bra and then the magically... <laughs> So, you know, and then Lauren's magically disappearing, appearing bra, you know, so that gets me. Slash other camisole. I wasn't entirely clear there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think the bra changes colors and yeah. Anyway. Annie, it wasn't 10. You were just rewinding and rewatching the scene <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> but yes, I think it's more appropriate. Uh, well, I think it was appropriate for Bo and Lauren's fourth seed to, to be kind of, you know, very more, more intimate and tender. There was stuff going on. This is the first time Bo's having sex with a human and worried she's going to hurt her. But I'm glad that there was such a, there was such a switch and the editing, there's like a jump cut in the middle. It, it, it you know, it adds sort of sort of like the frenetic energy of this and the sense of urgency between the two of them. But I love, we mentioned the kiss on the cheek. I love that that's where it ends up is mm -hmm. Bo giving Lauren this really sweet kiss on the cheek. And we don't get that many, like, sweet moments with the sex scenes on the show. You know, like, Bo and Dyson had one, I think, in Kappa My Kappa at the very beginning of the episode. And then, like, Lauren and Crystal have kind of a sweet moment. But usually we just get the sexy stuff, which is fine. But I like when we get the sweet moments, too. Well, the sweet moments, I mean, it showed that it shows that Bo you know, considers Lauren, it's not just, oh, another roll in the sheets with another random human that she really cares about her. Since we mentioned earlier Dyson taking off Bo's underwear in Vexed, there's another shot in this scene of of Lauren pulling off Bo's underwear, and it's a close-up. And they go and, down uh, really far. I know. But they need to go down I farther. Like, I remember watching that and being like, when are they going to cut this cut. scene? <laughs> or this shot, anyway. <laughs> Me too. I was like, well, they're going to cut now. They're going to cut now. They're they're, they're not cutting. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going, no, no, it's fading it's into another shot. <laughs> you perv. I know. I live up to my name. But but I love how after the kiss scene, it cuts to Bo, like, happily bounding down the stairs to greet Kenzie and that, oh my god, I totally just got laid kind of way. I'm really happy. So, yeah. I mean, like, laid in a really significant way with someone I really care about, not just laid in a I'm feeding way. <laughs> laid in a significant way. Okay. <laughs> well, I did want to mention some trivia. Zoe, Zoe Palmer mentioned at a panel at a con, I don't remember which one, that when Anna Silk was having to pull off her jeans, that she did in fact kick her several times during that sequence. And so... Yeah, I was like, those jeans are really tight. Yeah. They have to go quite that tight. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, it, it did look like Anna had a bit of a uh, triumphant look on her yeah, face once, like, once she successfully got them below. <laughs> when she throws them down. <laughs> well, because she has to peel the jeans off and they're all inside out. And it's, instead of just peeling jeans off the way you regularly do, I, I'm like, yeah, those jeans are really on. I mean, they look really good. Thank you, costume designers. But, <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah, it's problematic when it comes to shooting sex scenes. 
So probably in the next... Again, Annie's speaking from her personal experience. Well, probably in the, you know, sex scenes, you know, later season five, they're going to be, you know, Zoe's going to be like, can we put me in some, like, you know... I'd like to be wearing a muumu in this one, please. Can you put me in some cargo shorts or something? Or, yeah. <laughs> some sweatpants. Anna's going to be like, thank God. Cargo shorts. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is. Another one, I would maybe call this a sexy scene rather than a sex scene. I mean, the sex happens, but it's all off screen. Is the the first time that Bo and Ryan sleep together at the end of Midnight Lamp. I know you're not going to remember this, Annie. (laughs) Well, I barely remember the episode because it's kind of universally regarded as not everyone's favorite episode. It's not a great episode. It's not. It's a pretty boring episode, in fact. But at the end... You know, Ryan is all, I don't come with baggage. I think we could be really amazing together and I'll see you around essentially. And then Bo basically jumps him. And I, I do think that, that Anthony Limke and Anna Silk have really good chemistry. I, I do think they make a, a sexy pair. And one of the big reasons I like it though is because I actually really can't stand the dialogue that is like, post-sexy times dialogue. It usually makes me really awkward and uncomfortable, and I, like, stick my fingers in my ears, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, I know a lot of people, like Annie, like that that co- that comment that Bo makes after she and Lauren have sex at the beginning of, of Fade to Black, where Bo says one word. Epic. Oh, I hate it! <laughs> I can't listen! I always mute it <laughs> God. When I'm watching that so, episode, obviously Stephanie does not like pillow talk. I so, don't. Okay. It. I. I. Uh, anyway, but the reason this one really stands out for me, this the sexy scene, is that I really like the pillow talk that Bo and Ryan have afterwards. It like makes me genuinely laugh because Bo. The first thing is Bo says, "Wow, wow, wow, wow," and just the way that that Anna Silk says the "wow, wow, wow," it makes me, it makes me giggle. And then she follows it up by saying, and it's true, you are really good with your hands. And oh, it just, the, they both deliver the lines in a way that I find them really genuinely funny and charming. And it makes me like the scene more because those lines work for me when such dialogue usually doesn't. I don't love Bo and Ryan as a pair, but I do think that they're quite charming with each other. Yeah. Again, it's kind of awkward, the dialogue as just dialogue, but it, it is said in such a way that it's kind of cute. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I still cringe a little bit, but... <laughs> well, it's got to look weird on the page, and then the actors are like, I gotta make this look sexy. But I do like Anthony Lumpke. Just, he is so charismatic as Ryan, and that's very... Mag- I can see how that's very magnetic to Bo, and I think... With a different actor, that character could have come off as really flat <coughs> Rainer. But um but I think yeah, I love Anthony in that in that role. And um I'm drawn to him even as much as I want Donkey Bussy times. But so for that, I really like that character. And that's how he draws Bo in, is he goes, Well, you know, Dark Fair like this, we can have fun and we're not always gonna follow the rules, but he's so you know, he's so charismatic and charming. You're just like, I like this guy. Even if I sometimes don't want to. I know, it's I like, like he's him. he's a jerk, yeah. but I still kind of like him. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know why, but yeah, he, and he's good looking too. But well, I think know. it's one of those things like Ryan as a character sort of borders on smarmy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Anthony Lemke's really, he's charming. Yeah. He makes him more charming than smarmy. Yeah. Yeah, and the character is really intelligent, and, you know, he is a wise-ass, and, you know, he does use the situation to his advantage when he, you know, Bo's like, he's like, oh, Bo's lost her memory, I'll just marry her then, so he can have her, but... To be to be fair to him, though, he was enthralled. But yeah, he was enthralled, but yeah, still. But still, I do like that scene where he takes care of her, and, you know, brings her the hot chocolate and stuff, so yeah, I, I like his appeal as a character, not my favorite couple, but he's got his charms. So, and again, I really like the music that they use in this scene. It they actually use the same music twice. They use it in the beginning when they're kissing, because there's that scene, and then there's a cut to a scene with with Dyson and Kiara in the doll, and then they come back to 
Bo and and Ryan kind of after the fact, and then the same song leads us out of the episode. And it's a song by the, a Canadian band called The Pack AD, and it's called Sirens. And it's a really good song. They have another song in Confagion of theirs, and I, I, I enjoy both a lot. They're a, a two-person band kind of a la the White Stripes where they have a guitarist and a drummer, and, and that's it. It's kind of garage rocky, garage punk, and I, I really enjoy the music. Oh, cool. I would love to ask, add that to my Lost Girl playlist. I will have to look it up because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But Yeah, me neither. And then next we've got uh, Bo and Lauren in Subterfanian, which is kind of nice. It's the first time Bo and Lauren are having the sexy times while in a full-fledged relationship. So that's, you know, it's significant, I think, for that reason. And I like how things are all romantic and sexy and Lauren can't stop being too smart for her own good. <laughs> and, you know, starts with the nerdy talk. And I love, I love that it doesn't ruin the mood at all. Because Bo just knows that's Lauren. I mean, seriously, whatever character in the history of television has that kind of pillow sexy talk? Only Lauren Lewis. And it just fits the character so perfectly I mean, I literally have to look up, you know, what some of those words mean. And I just, I so want to see outtakes from this scene because, you know, Zoe's like dying going, I can't get this freaking, as she said once at a con, she goes, when it comes to the medical science term, she's like, I'm just trying to get the words out of my face. I could just see her trying to do it. And she's like, I just can't do it. You know, the producers say there's always a lot of outtakes from sex scenes, unfortunately, which we probably won't ever see, but I can just imagine the ones that came from that one. I find it interesting that we're talking about Docubus Sexy Times, and Annie is talking about outtakes and stuff. Why? <laughs> and, like, having trouble with dialogue and stuff. Right? <laughs> and I'm the one who's like, it's nice that Bo's all like, the geek speak is working, Doctor. <laughs> yes, it is. But there are a couple shots in the scene of, like, hands going places. <laughs> yes, there are. So, yeah, I love, yeah, that scene where, you know, just as I get interrupted by Bo's phone, you're like, yeah, the hand is going places, and it's just, you're, you're just about to get there, and goddamn, the phone goes off. <laughs> I think the hand got there. Uh, well, yeah, well, no, <laughs> it, the it hand is like there, it did, yes. but it's like, Lauren isn't there yet. <laughs> that was the point, that's why she's like, ah. <laughs> There, did I did I successfully direct that into a pervy enough uh, place for you, Stephanie? Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay, or, or did no, I, I this? Did it go too far? No, it's fine. It's, I think it went just. I think it went just far enough. <laughs> not not according to Lauren. <laughs> this one is not one of my favorites, but I, I do like it for a very like film geeky reason. In that it's long. Like this scene is really long, and. It kind of reminds me of this scene in a film by Hit by Alfred Hitchcock called Notorious. And one of the scenes it's really famous for, the, the film Notorious, is this really long kissing sequence between Cary Grant's character and Ingrid Bergman's character. And at the time, there was a production code that only allowed kisses to be three seconds long. Couldn't be any longer. And so Alfred Hitchcock got around that rule by having his actors kiss for no longer than three seconds but then they'd stop and they'd like have a little bit of dialogue or nuzzle each other's like face or neck or something like that it's a, actually a very like sexy intimate scene and it's completely you know kind of going against the rules of the time period and it this scene really reminds me of that the way that they have they kind of like keep the sex scene going by having these weird little breaks of Lauren's geeky dialogue and the phone ringing and things like that. So that's my total film geek reason for for appreciating this scene. Okay, so then the next Bo and Lauren sex scene, because we know that Annie is going to talk about it, whether we do or not, was in Fade to Black, which is episode 304. And... Uh, it starts off the episode, first of all, and I was at the time, and still am, amazed that sci-fi didn't edit the scene, to my knowledge, at all. No, they did not. I did comparison shots. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Admittedly, after watching things like Defiance since then, it's less surprising, because it seemed to be maybe the beginning of sci-fi going in a little bit racier direction, but um, yeah, it's it's quite the extensive sex scene and uh there there there's some nice shot composition mm -hmm. 
my mouth got dry watching that scene because I was just gaping, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is made it onto you know television that's not cable in the showcase and the sci-fi cuts." I you know, but it's again beautifully shot, beautifully edited. The song is "Keep Me High" by Adelaine. Every time I listen to that song, whether I'm in my car or whatever, and I'm listening to my Lost Girl playlist and it pops up, I kind of blush. Because as we've mentioned, when we talked about the Lost Girl music, Stephanie, you were saying that, um, yeah, it's it's a very appropriate song for some woman-on-woman loving. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty sexy song. I know, and I'm like, yeah. whoa. So and it goes <laughs> really perfectly with that scene. And... Uh, it has the phrase suddenly wet for you in it. Yeah. I mean, my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Before then, talking about my dry sponge. Yeah. Uh, and just, yeah. you know. How subtle. <laughs> yes, how subtle. And my probably one of my favorite shots in any sex scene is the way too short shot of Lauren on top of Bo, and they're just like, you know, horizontal. And you don't see that often with women. <laughs> You know, unless they're using accoutrements and, you know. See, okay, okay. So, somebody I know thought that this was supposed to be a strap-on sexy. Like, that's what they were suggesting. I was like, Yeah, I mean, well, it could have been, but I'm just like, you know, they're just, no, I don't think it was. Yeah, but it could have just been really, yeah, she's just on top and they're just, you know, got their arms around each other instead of someone's got their arm in between yet. They haven't gotten to that point yet. But I love that they even showed that. Because <laughs> how, how, how Annie is like talking around this so she doesn't have to use a word. Well, I'm trying not to keep, make it totally rated NC-17. You know, it's just, you don't see women positioned like that. I mean, how many times do we see this on television? And I was like, wow. Yay, showcase. Yay, Lost Girl for pushing the boundaries. I And yay, sci-fi for not cutting that. Yes, thank you, okay. sci-fi. But back to my, okay, back to my, my strap-on question, though. Was that either of yours impression it no, doesn't sound it, like it was not, annie's no it's not my impression but i can see where people got that impression but i just like the shot what about <laughs> what about you chris was that your impression no. no okay that way yeah it wasn't mine either i honestly would be very surprised if because that's like an even i think more racy level above what they were actually going for so but yeah i don't i don't think that's what they were trying but to. but i love how the sex scene has evolved from with lauren and, and both sex scenes from a more gentle sex scene to a more aggressive sex scene to a sex scene where they're kind of they're very familiar and intimate they're in a relationship but they are really showing it's the fact that the, the camera is showing more you know instead of just peeling off clothes I, I you know again showcase being willing to do that with especially with a woman and a woman is i think really significant I was very, I was both surprised and pleased that the show was moving beyond sort of safe, passionate kissing territory and then characters, you know, sliding down on somebody and then going off screen, which that's usually the type of love scenes between two women that we get on this type of network. And then there was this one and I was just like, what? My my eyes really went wide. Like they, they. Oh, mine too. Like kind of popped out of my head. My slightly. mouth was dry. I believe one of our earlier conversations was was me saying like, you know, watching that scene. I, I think my eyes nearly fell out of my head. Yeah, that's what <laughs> because, I felt like too. And and I mean, it opens the episode. This is the first scene of the episode, and it goes on for like a minute. Yeah, it's a long, and it's not. It's not like four oh two where there's oh we're gonna have some talk in between safe passionate kissing it's just sex three oh two three oh two yeah it's just sex and it's great <laughs> and 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 I also there's a lot of very subtle things that they included in that scene that I was like, okay, they know what they're doing. They're not just trying <laughs> to make scenes that they think will please be pleasing to men essentially like these are really scenes designed by women who or or by people i shouldn't say women by people who know kind of what sex between two women can look like in different you know and it's all its variations and i think it's it's a really excellent and i love that the way that the music is used i I think that's also why my eyes kind of popped out of my head a bit because the song is really racy too Mm -hmm. it's like they had both a racy song and the racy images and it just sets set such a the tone for the episode perfectly. Like even though it's a sex scene, it sets up the conflict between Bo and Lauren in this episode perfectly. 
and uh you know through the music as well as as well as the imagery Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to mention Zoe Palmer said in a panel, she mentioned that the director for that scene chose the positioning, Bone Lawrence positioning on the bed very intentionally because they shift where they're kind of, they're they're on the bed kind of like as you would be head at the top, feet at the bottom. Oh God, that sounded bad. And then, and then bad like, uh, there's a, there's a crossfade and they're turned like horizontally on the bed. They're perpendicular to where they were and how those shots were supposed to remind people of the movement of of the hands of the clock because they go from like 12 o'clock to three o'clock and it's supposed to convey a passage of a long period of time and i was like that's very clever it works it's one of those things where you don't know that that's that it's working that way on you but it totally works that way on you yeah right and well that the they have a bunch of fades in the scene where it's you know fading from they're over here and then they're over here and they're positioned like this and then they're like this and so Mm -hmm. yeah all that works together to convey that you know, things have been going on for a while. And then I thought it was interesting. Anna Silk actually mentioned in an interview that it was like the easiest sex scene she has ever filmed because of all of the, all of the fades and the cuts and the, and the really close up shots of just very small pieces of their body. She's like, that was the easiest sex scene ever. Yeah. yeah. That always cracks me up whenever yeah. I think about the fact that she said that. Cause again, all our, all of our eyes were about to fall out of her head. And Anna's just kind of like, it was like, it was so easy. I, <laughs> Because even though it has all of the fades and the cuts and the the close-ups, like she and Zoe are boob to boob. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, that's, you really get to see how intimate these actors have to be with each other's bodies. I know. Just like I don't know if I could do that <laughs> with a friend of mine, you know. <laughs> but then, I mean, this is this is three seasons in, and this is yeah. what yeah. they're fourth scene together so they've been kissing a lot and you know but i give anna and zoe and chris in particular so much credit that they could be that comfortable with each other and do all of these scenes and still get it through the day and get it done and still make it work and make it look realistic and make it look sexy and you know for actors to have that kind of comfort level around each other and to you know really like each other as friends but then you think that's got to be kind of weird oh what'd you do today oh i laid around in bed all day with a friend and Again, that's why I think the outtakes have got boob to boob, boob to as boob. Stephanie says. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I think the outtakes have got to be so funny. Just in between going, you know, I think Zoe mentioned in an interview, I think it was about La Fée Epoque, where she was just like, she's probably like, yeah, I was just probably sitting there thinking, going, I'm hungry. Is it almost lunch? You know, it's like, that's what they're thinking about. So, <laughs> so moving on to a scene between somebody besides Bo and Lauren, to a scene that Chris and I really like. Woohoo! Lord and Crystal getting it on in Lovers Apart. <laughs> what was that, Annie? I squeal of denial. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your new nickname. <laughs> so, so once again, we go. Lauren goes from like zero to sexy times in about eight seconds with someone, but this time. I think maybe Crystal would be the equivalent of the one hurriedly unbuttoning her shirt, given that she was wearing no pants. <laughs> I was going to say, Crystal did save Lauren some time by partially undressing ahead of time. Because, <laughs> like, who answers the door in, in their underpants and then doesn't put any pants on? Yes. It's not so much the answering the door, but the fact that she's like, oh, Lauren, come in, and then just doesn't put anything on. <laughs> let's let's hang out pantsless. Uh, she's just... <laughs> She's anticipating too much. Well, clearly she wasn't. Because <laughs> rather than go put some pants on, she just took Lauren's off. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but she, yeah, yeah. Not like, hey, can I borrow these and put them on herself? <laughs> just everybody strip. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Please join me in my pantslessness. You know, we we t- we mentioned at length <laughs> about the scene in, in in Fate to Black that you know we were very surprised that they were they were willing to show some some tribadism going on between two women, and we have it pop up again here between between Lauren and Crystal, and I really like I'm getting pervy here. I really like <laughs> where it cuts to Lauren and Crystal, you know, naked in bed, and you can see. Crystal's knee sliding up the bed. And I find that very sexy when you see her 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 knee kind of like sliding up Lauren's I side. I've not noticed that. And then of course you have Lauren's hands going places. I have noticed <laughs> that. that. Hands <laughs> hands in new places. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is also 
sexy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Annie is so distressed right now. The first time I watch this, I'm watching the scene and I'm all, okay, okay, they're talking, they're talking. So that was me. I I literally had my hands over my eyes. I'm just peeking through my fingers. So I haven't studied it to the way that you guys have. Oh, jeez, Annie. Not everybody's like you. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, I've seen it in gifts and stuff. And then I'm like, holy shit. So, but I haven't noticed the knee. I did notice the hand, of course. But yeah, the the song has grown on me, though. Because at first I was like, oh, I'm not going to download the song. I'm not going to download the song. And then I'm like, it's <laughs> a good song. It is a good song. And it's called I Want You. Yeah, and then I'm like. <laughs> By Lindy Ortega. I'm like, I don't want to like the song. I don't want to like the song. But I really like the song. But the scene, I'm like, okay, it's a good scene. Let's oh, fast forward, fast forward. Well, and, I, and I've seen some people be critical of the scene. Like, and... and I saw somebody say, like, is she having a seizure? Like, okay. What? It is kind of, like, fumbly and and uncoordinated, but that's partially why I like it. I feel like it has a real, like, authenticity to it, a kind of raw quality to it, which I actually well, really it's, enjoy. Because so there's, exactly, I feel like there's the sense of, if Lauren stopped for just a second, she might not go through with it. And it's just kind of like, she's been so isolating herself for several months now. It's just kind of like, I'm just going to give in to the temptation and okay. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I like that it's kind of a little bit awkward and a little bit fumbly. So, but that's just me. That scene, it, it was like serious business. That scene, like Crystal was not wasting time. Yeah. It would seem. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, like Amber, <laughs> I was trying to get a reaction out of Andy, and it didn't happen. <laughs> no, I just kept expecting the wig to fall off during the scene. Yeah, I kind of did, too. I was like, really? The wig's staying on? Okay. I suspect that's why there wasn't more rolling around. <laughs> yes. And and speaking of Lauren's hands. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it spent an awful lot of time on, on Crystal's bum. It did. It did. There was a lot of bum I groping. I know that. There was. Really? Again, <laughs> I've only watched it really quickly, though. <laughs> Anyway, and and now I want to sing the bum groping song, but I shouldn't. It's a do bum it. groping song. That was my response, well, also, Annie. I have, I have one that I made up. Um, oh, <laughs> of course you did. I grope your bum. That is not it. But that is an option if people want to use that. I like it. Anyway, but then yeah, in like the the end of the scene, it's. They're so cute. They are so cute. Crystal and Lauren are all funny and charming. And Crystal gets all giggly and they're all cuddly afterward. And I think Crystal like kisses Lauren on the shoulder and it's very sweet. Mm -hmm. I like it. I don't know. You might have heard. (laughs) Like Crystal does that adorable giggle and Lauren looks so happy. And again, I feel like the acting is really, really good in this scene. Not so much during, but after... Sorry. The I'm, well, I, that sounded bad, but I, the part I'm like focusing on is is the is the after part where Lauren's kind of like stare. She well, she has her eyes closed, but there's like f- I don't know three or four different emotions that kind of go over Lauren's face afterward, and I find them it really interesting. There's like a lot that happens in that little moment there because of of Zoe's acting. Anyway. And he's like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I have to give it a rewatch, I admit. No, but it is, I mean, you're right. There is like a whole sort of uncertainty followed by acceptance, followed by, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to let myself have this. Yeah. Yeah. And and then a little trivia about this scene. It was apparently very hot in that set in Crystal's apartment. I could imagine it was pretty small. So I could imagine with that many crew members in there and the lights, it would get get fairly hot. So kudos to Zoe and to Allie Liebert for being troopers. I was like, that would be the last thing I would want to do in a hot, cramped little set would be to be mostly naked with a friend. I think it was like filmed during a heat wave or something. Yeah, like like Emily Andrews said it was like the hottest day of the year. and It's like a heat wave and they didn't have air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. And Zoe has talked about kind of the difficulty of, not the difficulty, but, you know, it's it's the challenge of acting where you meet somebody and then you have to have a sex scene with them. You know, like a couple days later or something. So, you know, props to them. And then moving on to my favorite, my last favorite sex scene. Though I'm not entirely sure if this counts as a sex scene, but it is definitely prelude to sexy times. Is Kenzie and Hale 
trying to get it on many times over <laughs> in Groundhog Fay. I just find all of those little little sequence little bits of scene that we see so incredibly entertaining. And and Hale's trying so hard to be like <laughs> smooth operator. Yes, he's yeah. oh poor Hale. <laughs> and he because he's just he's not doing it very well. <laughs> And, and you would think, because that was how he was portrayed at the beginning of the series, as kind of like a ladies' guy, and he's a very long-lived fae, that he'd have his lines down, but apparently not. But it's kind of hard to compete against the Kenzie when it comes to good lines, so. Well, and I love that it starts with Kenzie saying, my Kenzie sense is tingling, and he says, damn, girl, let me catch up. <laughs> <laughs> and that just all of his attempts at, like, wooing her are so hilarious and then bad. the fact that that was the whole point of why he had the memory of why the day kept repeating he's like he just wanted to get his lines down to the point where he's reading from the poetry book and she's kissing him so that's the one <laughs> yes that's the one but I, I he has one line about where she says something like oh it just must be gas and then he says yeah sex again so i'm gonna <laughs> fill your tank <laughs> just make me face palm and embarrassment for him. <sighs> and then he has one that's like a train going into a tunnel oh, yeah. and she slaps him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I love when she brings out Bo's first time with the Faye kits in that long row of condoms of all the different kinds, including fireproof. Well, they are Faye, so. <laughs> is, that, is that for, like, the truth? Yeah, or the truth. Like, that's what I was thinking. If you have sex with a truth, you better have a fireproof condom. Uh, yeah, or I'm like, are there fae where fire comes shooting out of their <laughs> personal areas? <laughs> oh, what was the, the name of the woman in um, 107, Arachnophobia? Oh, yeah, she yeah. She had fire she powers. She had fi fire powers shooting out of her hands, yeah. So if you have sex with her, you better have a fireproof condom. And I love how they're, <laughs> what is it, they're uh, flavored, fig flavored, and... Fig flavored, fat free. fat free. Yeah. Why would you need a fat free one? It's not like you're drinking milk. The props department had fun with that episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they really did. They really did. And I was really excited to see them show condoms on the show. Because as progressive as they were about kind of sexuality, it's like, we've never seen any mention of condoms, really. So I, I was happy was, that they showed. There was mention earlier in season four. And then you were so happy when Lauren mentioned Faye STDs in season four. Yes. To show that there are <laughs> sexual consequences to Faye's having sex. So be safe, Faye and humans out there. So even though we don't get any on-screen sexy ties between Hale and Kenzie, between like all of the laughing and things, I think we do get some really sexy kisses between between the two of them in, in Groundhog Faye. And it's just so delightful, all of those little bits of, of scenes that we get. Yeah, I think it's a shame now that we never got a full-on sexy scene with them. But, but we did get... A shot of Casey Collins' abs again. Beautiful, so. beautiful abs. And I love how she's all, put those away, sir. <laughs> so cute. That was, it was an appropriate response. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to be upset with you. Put those away. Okay, we have to come back and add a little bit to this episode because, and this is going to sound really strange, but... A piece of what of our conversation where we were talking about the sex scene between Bo and Lauren in It's Better to Burn Out Than Fay Away. Annie is talking about where, you know, they're peeling off the 13 layers of tank tops and there's Lauren's like disappearing and reappearing bra and all of this stuff. And I don't know that she phrases it that way, but. But it prompted discussion on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it did. It did. It prompted a discussion on Twitter. And it actually, I, I can't imagine why it didn't make it into the episode. I think maybe we talked about it after the fact. I don't know. But a post I found on Tumblr, which I'd love to cite right now and give the Tumblr user credit, but I didn't like make a note of it. And I'm terrible, as Chris can tell you, at finding things again on Tumblr. <laughs> Stephanie doesn't Tumblr well for some reason. I don't. I really don't. I find Tumblr very challenging. But a post on Tumblr actually, like, illuminated something about that scene that I was always kind of curious about. And I think what Annie is talking about, and as far as, like, the disappearing, reappearing tank top or bra situation, is this purple thing that appears out of, out of nowhere, where we see in the beginning of the scene, right, it's all kissy undressy time. 
And Bo like pulls Lauren's tank top down and Lauren does the same for Bo. But then in one of the next little sequences we see, there's a couple of crossfades. It looks like Lauren is like wearing a tank top again, but it's like purple and there's also some white in there. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I didn't really look at it that closely because, you know, it goes by really fast. But it did kind of jump into my mind like, huh, is that a continuity error? I don't know that I ever paid that close attention. Okay. Well, I am less obsessed <laughs> with the layers and layers of Lauren's clothing <laughs> than you and Annie seem to be. I just, I think I have an eye for such things. Hence why you call, or why you decided to try to call me nipple watch. <laughs> I have an eye for like little potential continuity errors. Especially in that general region <laughs> <laughs> of the human body, apparently. Apparently. I notice other things as well. <laughs> I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls and I'm like messaging our friend Melanie and being like, ah, I saw a boom mic in this episode twice. <laughs> the boom up mic operator was either new or sleepy that day. Um, <laughs> I always wonder anyway. why, the, the, why the camera operators do not <laughs> like let the people know or possibly zoom in just a little. Well, it it happens really fast. And it's very tiring being a boom operator. It I seems know, like I a know. silly job to just stand there and hold a microphone, but that's taxing. No, I know, but it's just, this is way off topic. I know. <laughs> Let's go back to the tank tops. Okay. So, <laughs> there was a post on Tumblr, actually, that recently kind of explained this whole where did that shirt slash purple thing, whatever it was, come from again. And the person actually, like, there was a still that she posted from that sequence. I think it was a she. But uh, they posted a, a still from this sequence and pointed out that the purple thing, what it is actually, is it's Lauren's bra turned inside out, upside down, whichever makes the most sense to you. So it actually is not a continuity error at all. It is completely within the continuity of what happens in that scene, right? Because all the clothes peeling. Exactly. So let me try to explain this and I'll, I will, I, without help of visual aid. So, you know, beginning of the scene with the undressy part, Lauren is wearing a tank top over apparently a purple bra. And then Bo peels those two layers down, kind of turning them inside out. It means the bra gets like folded on top of the shirt and the bra and the shirt are both kind of like inside out, but also folded back over the bottom part of the shirt. And that's actually what we're seeing around her middle part, the purple thing in the later bit of sequence there. Did that make sense, Chris? I think so. Okay. I'm so glad you use your nitpicky powers for, for important things like this. I know, right? I, this is what Drinks with the Doll is all about, talking about the important things. So if you, like me, were kind of like, huh, where did that piece of clothing come from? That's actually what it is. And I will post a picture, a still, a similar still, that maybe will help illuminate it. Because you can see, you can, you can really tell it's Lauren's bra when you freeze frame it and you, you know, focus at that. <laughs> On that area. As you always do, apparently. <laughs> don't are you going to Are it. you going to do, like, play-by-play -play style um, photoshopped lines and and I really wish I could. Things? Dude, if I had Photoshop on my computer, I totally would, just to be funny. Are you going to send it to me and have me do that now? <laughs> Only if you want to, Chris. <laughs> Up to you. I really wish I could make, like, an animated GIF or something where it included, like, play-by-play -play little arrows like it was a football game. <laughs> like the little, the the motion arrow so exactly. that you can make the appropriate gesture for the direction that the shirt was peeled. Yes. <laughs> but that was, that, was, that was the bonus tidbit that I wanted to talk about in this episode because somebody did actually contact us on Twitter and it was subsequent to me telling Annie and sending her a link to this Tumblr post. I was like, here, Annie, this explains this whole, you know, suddenly appearing thing. And Annie was all, oh, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I think it was helpful. So those are our favorite sex scenes. If we didn't include one that you like, don't take it personally. <laughs> 
It's not that we dislike the others. It's just these were our favorites. These were the ones that really stuck out to us, I guess. This was the one we really wanted to go in depth and all out for. <laughs> oh, that sounded kind of gross. I, I know. I was just going to ignore it. <laughs> you may write your own comment, you know, rhapsodizing about your own favorite in the comment section. You you can. Please do. And you may do that over at drinksatthedoll.com slash 69. And you can send us any feedback about this episode or any future content you'd like to hear. Email us at feedback at drinksatthedoll.com or send us a voice message by clicking on the send voicemail tab on the right hand side of the website. I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks at the Doll. My name is Stephanie. Sexy times. Stop with the sexy times forever. My name is Ian. Hot pantsless leaves. My name is Chris. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 69. Here's your <laughs> document <laughs> sex. Here's <laughs> <laughs> my document sex, you mean? Okay. <laughs>